Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. All right, family, you ready for a great morning? Looking forward to this. Thank you for, uh, thank you for your learning posture throughout this, this series. I really appreciate it. All right, let me bless us all as we get going. I bless you now in the name of Jesus, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully this morning. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need today, whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over whatever challenges you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace and freedom, whatever's going on in your life right now. I bless you with that in the name of Jesus. May it be. All right. Good morning, family. We are in a series entitled Equipped to Bring Freedom. And starting with Ephesians chapter 6, several months ago now, we started talking about how there is a massive spiritual war taking place where Satan and all the demonic hosts of hell are attempting to wreck your life, to blow up your life, and they want to torment you and wreck you. And so the call is to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand in the evil day. I don't want the enemy to blow up your life. No one around here wants the enemy to blow up your life, but if he does, if the enemy somehow gets in there and starts messing with you and or tormenting you, then we want that to stop in the name of Jesus. And if there's freedom needed, then we want to see you free of whatever harassment you're, you're going through. That's what we want around here, and so that's why we are doing a series, a short series, kind of at the end of this Ephesians 6 bit, equipping you to bring freedom to the people in your lives, people who you might know whose lives are being blown up by the enemy, who are being harassed by the enemy, how to say stop and how to set people free in Jesus' name. The Bible is clear. Satan is real. Demons are real. It's as true as the Bible is. It's as true as, as awkward as it may feel to, to think about this stuff, it is as true as the Bible and just so we're on the same page, what is a demon? Well, in the beginning, God created all things visible and invisible, including angels. There was a war. One-third of the angels seemed to have sided with Satan, and they lost the civil war in heaven, were cast out of heaven, and to this day exist in rebellion against God, determined to do everything that God hates. Everything that God does not want done, ideally, that's what they exist to do. It's those fallen angels, rebel angels, which we now refer to as, as demons. So that's, that's the, the story there. But back to Ephesians 6, there's a real war going on. And one of the first things we're called to do in, in this war is to believe in Jesus. 
to give our lives, to believe in Jesus, to be baptized in his name, and to just start walking out in obedience, not just uh, having prayed a prayer, but to live walking in the way of Jesus and, and, and obeying him and walking in obedience. So here we are in this series. We're talking about how to spot what most people in our generation can no longer spot. How to spot if there's, an, if there's a demon, for instance, tormenting someone. How to stop that and how to, how to set them free. How to cast that out in the name of Jesus. And so two weeks ago, we started talking about how one of the main things that keeps us from spotting if, a, if something demonic is present is we have all or nothing thinking. And that's, that's causing a problem. You can't have all or nothing thinking about this. So I showed this graph about, or this picture about how people are, are made, how there's a, a, a mind, a, a body, a soul, and a spirit. And how we talked about how Christians can't be demonized in their spirit. That's the Holy Spirit place. But there's other parts like mind, will, emotion, and body. And, and those can be harassed for sure in, in different ways. And we, talked, we saw different examples in the Bible of, of harassment in those other four ways. Then we talked about how it's not just all or nothing in different parts of the body, like the mind, for instance, but also demonization takes place on a spectrum. Again, not all or nothing. And so we had this one to five scale, right? And, and so, you know, every part of the body might be fine other than maybe the mind, but then the mind might only be slightly harassed, like a one-star uh, attack versus a three-star attack or a five-star attack. If we're thinking all or nothing, if we're thinking the movies, if we're thinking like pure, like full-on demon possession versus like no demon impact at all, we're going to miss over 99% of all of the enemy work in, in the people's lives around us. Because it's not all or nothing. Again, there's examples as we've been talking about all through the Bible there. We want to have eyes to see. And then when we do see, and we're like, oh, this person wants to be set free, and they, they want to be free, and, and, and we, we want to help them, we talked last week about a basic six-step plan of, of how to go about that process of, of praying for them and walking them through some prayers and, and ultimately seeing them set free as you bring your authorized authority, the authorized authority that you have in, in the name of Jesus, name above all names, the name before whom every knee will bow, submit, Every tongue will confess Jesus Christ as Lord. To the name above all names, we, bring, we, we speak in the name of Jesus, and we, we cast out evil spirits out, and we looked at examples like in Acts chapter 16. So that, that's what we've been talking about. Now, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk mostly about how demons might gain access to harass people. And the ways of entry, there's, there's five of them that we're going to really focus on. I'll talk a little bit about how they might leave, but mostly access because we want to shut those doors in our lives. We want to make sure that there is no access points in our lives or also teach the people in our, around our lives how to make sure that there is no access points in their lives. So there's going to be a lot of learning in the next couple weeks, and I'm going to bring a lot of specifics and, and just ideas to get us thinking, but I'm not going to be covering everything because there's just not enough time. But hopefully we will all be learning and, and thinking. I really appreciate how much thinking is happening in this church. The, the amount of texts and, Brian, what about this pastor? Thinking about this. I love the, the engagement that's been, been happening with this series. Way to be Bereans. That's, that's people who hear things, then they go back and they search the scriptures to see if they're true or not. Fantastic. What a, what a gift you guys are. Anyway, so 
um, just briefly, what, some people keep asking me, how do I know if, if, if I've prayed for someone and the demon has left them? Well, the kinds of things that you see in the Bible, not all the um, casting out of demon stories in the Bible are, are explained very much or, or described very much, but the ones that are, you tend to see, well, like screaming, that's, that's common, or convulsing, that's common, or collapsing on the ground, or it doesn't, not even that dramatic. So you, they know that it's gone because the person's sitting there in their right mind and just at peace and, and stuff. There, there, there's a full spectrum. All that to say is there's not like a way, right? But the end result is peace. The end result is they were not at peace. They were being harassed or tormented, and now they are at peace. The, the ways that I, I've seen it is, you know, like a lot of times uh, like sneezing or coughing or, or things like that. And then, but ultimately ending in a sense of peace, peacefulness. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, what I do tell people, and what I've been telling people since COVID especially is, um, when, you're, when you're being prayed for, it, one of the main ways demons leave is through the breath and, and like coughing, for instance. But we have been trained proficiently to not cough uh, in, in the last several years. We are amazing at not coughing. In deliverance ministry, guys, let it rip, Right? Just, just, just let it go. We, 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 we want to we see whatever come out as, as much as possible. All right, so anyways, that's all I want to say about that. I want to spend today and then tomorrow really talking about how people might become demonized so that we don't, we don't walk that path, at least as much as possible. You cannot be demonized if there's not an open door. So here's the five most common ways demons can gain entrance into someone's life starting with number one, worshiping or honoring a demon. Now, these, these aren't in any particular order. They're just kind of random or whatever. And again, we're not thinking all or nothing anymore. We understand that this is just like maybe in parts or on, in different power, power level, one star, five star, three star, whatever. But the number, one, one reason, one of the most common ways is by worshiping or honoring, keyword honoring, they have to be worshiping, just honoring a demon. Pop quiz, Bible quiz, don't answer. <laughs> what is the number one most important commandment in all of the Bible that Jesus himself also points back to and says, this is the most important commandment? And you're thinking, yes, but is that right? You I mean, kind of, but you're probably thinking, love God. And most people think that, that what is the most important command? Love God. But actually, what happens, what does it say just before that? And that Jesus starts with, he doesn't skip it. We say it every week. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Alone. The, the only God. When, when, when God gives the Ten Commandments and he writes it on stone with his own finger, he writes Commandment number one. Where am I starting? No other gods besides me. Like, just me. No, no, no other, other anythings. When Satan is going to be, when, when he is tempting Jesus, after being fasting for all this time, what is the, like, Satan's like, I will give you anything if you will just do this one thing. Bow down and worship me. 
break that, just that one thing. When we're talking about commands, and when we're talking about like the most important of all the important things, God always leads with no one else, nothing else, nothing else spiritual, no other gods. Like we don't, we don't even go there. Like this is the top, the number one, the, the statement that God, lead, God leads with. So, so we have this, this, this first most common way is worshiping or honoring a demon. That is directly against the number one of number one commands, even before love God. So how might we do this today? Well, here's just some practical examples just to wind us all up and get us thinking. How about visiting any temple or worship location connected to worshiping anything other than Jesus? Anywhere in the world, in any culture in the world. If you go to a mosque, they'll require you to show honor by taking off your shoes. I'm not doing it. No way. No, no matter what, I'm not doing it. God alone, Allah and Yahweh are not the same. Don't believe anything like that. No, no we're, we're, that's a fact. We, we don't go into mosques and, and show honor to, by taking off our shoes. There's not going to be a hint in our lives of honoring any other God but God alone. This is so huge to God. God alone, God alone. We're not going to visit any Hindu temple or any other religious thing that requires us to show honor to the God of the temple in, in any such way. Um, I am never going to climb Mount Everest. Now you're like, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but the reason that I'm not going to climb Mount Everest, I'm sure I could, uh, no. Okay, for, for, there's lots of reasons why I'm not climbing Mount Everest. But you cannot climb Mount Everest without ringing the bell to honor the God of the mountain. You can't do it. I'm out. I will never do it. I will never do it. No other gods. I don't care what experiences in my life I miss or I can't even try. It is my joy to say, God alone. To be obsessive about this. No other gods. No honoring anything else. I am going to be all about Jesus. Only Jesus. No hint of anything else. How about another one? Let's talk about yoga. Yoga. Yoga has its roots in Hinduism. It cannot be separated, even with Christian worship music playing in the background, with Hinduism. The, the physical postures are, look this up, fact check me as much as you want, worship poses to different Hindu gods. Every exercise is a worship posed to a different demon, Hindu god, and it usually starts with the worship of the sun god. Sura. Now maybe you say, yeah, but yoga has helped me, Brian. When has that ever mattered when it comes to following Jesus? What's, what's helpful or not? That doesn't determine right or wrong for us. Or people would say, oh, I'm not even thinking this way. I'm, not th I'm thinking about other things. I'm not thinking about, about that. It doesn't matter, friends. It doesn't matter if you realize that you're worshiping through different demon Hindu prayer posture poses, different gods or not. It doesn't matter if you're aware of that. It's what you're doing. It's what you're being guided through. It's what it's designed. It's, it's, it's designed that way. Again, fact check me on this. Friends, there are so many ways to stretch an exercise. Just pick a different one. No, Brian, this is the only way that I can ever exercise, ever. Well, then, you're off the hook on exercise, friend. Just, it's better to not to, right? 
Just don't do it. Don't really, they have nothing to do with anything that nods any spiritual weird direction at all. Like just no other gods. This is so big to God. God alone, God alone, God alone. Again, fact check that. Now some of you grew up in different cultures where you might pray to ancestors or light candles or incense to them or in cultures in the world where even as a child maybe you'd burn something like money or something to a local demon shrine in your neighborhood or your area. Maybe food or drink or you pour it out there. Maybe some of you were even dedicated to local demon gods of your village or your your city area that you were in. Again, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, but being offered to demons and worshiping demons, it opens up the doors that need to be closed, that need to be closed. And and, and it's our joy walking in Jesus. We can close those doors. We can can deal with things. we We don't have to be intentional about this stuff. We don't have to know what we're doing to be impacted, and so, you know, this isn't to spook any of us. It's just to, like, educate us so that we can close what we need to do and walk forward in, in freedom. Anyways, the, the Joshua passage is so key. Joshua's talking to his generation, and he's like, guys, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And they're like, us too. And he's like, you're not going to be able to do it. But that is the, de- that is the determination of, of God's people to serve God only, to worship and honor the Lord only. Worshiping and honoring a demon, that's number one. Number two, inviting demons into your home or life. Now, you might be thinking, ha, what idiot would do that? I know. Let's talk about idiots for a second. Out there, let's talk about idiots. Here's what some people do. Okay, not, not us, but they will bring into their home idols. Into their home. They might not think that it's anything, but again, ignorance doesn't let us off the hook. They, they bring into their home maybe idols or spiritual masks from Africa or something like that, or, or crystals or spiritual crystals or Buddha stuff or, or um, the super common beckoning cat thing or occult items, things connected to the, uh, the occult or, or dream catchers or things from other religions around the world. They were just souvenirs of their travel that looked kind of cool and all this kind of stuff. They would bring them into their homes. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, just stay away from all of that stuff. If you have that stuff, burn it, get rid of it, just get it out. Get it out. We don't want to have anything to do with that in our, in our, in our lives, in our houses. Um, Moses, after wandering, after wandering in the wilderness with Moses for 40 years, Moses, uh, Moses dies, and Joshua's about to lead the people into the promised land. After 40 years with Moses, after the Mount Sinai thing, after all that they've gone through, and which you all remember because we talked about it for years, Joshua tells them, okay, guys, Get rid of your idols. They were carrying around these little teraphim, these little, these little, these little um, idol, d- demon idols. God's people were. And like, we're about to cross into the land. Like, get rid of that stuff. No, don't have that in your home. Don't have that in your tent. Um, just, these are just trying to give you guys ideas, right? You, you can assess your situation and all that kind of stuff. But there are people in Scotland, and you, you've probably seen them, they have... Scottish fairy doors in their homes. You know what that is? Just Google 
Scottish fairy. Oh, that sounds exactly like a demon, right? Because it is, right? So there's Scottish fairy doors, and you look at the Scottish fairies are, 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 are evil. Like, like literally, like just, just read about them. And so, so one, what, what do they do? They, they go in, they have this Scottish fairy door. Oh, nice, cute little thing. Just because it's cute doesn't mean it's not evil. And you, they, they put it there in their house, and then they literally read out this piece of paper, which invites this demon, I mean Scottish fairy demon, into their home to harass their home. They literally inv- invite them in verbally. Dude, d- no. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. <laughs> right? Just get that out. Cancel that. Cancel that whatever invitation there. Re- reject, re- rebuke that. And man, get, yikes. Just because we do things ignorantly doesn't mean we're innocent. We, we are so not spiritually alert in our generation. It's amazing. It, it, just because we're not um, doing things uh, like, intentionally doesn't mean we're not impacted by what we're doing. We are so impacted by what we're doing, even if we don't understand. As Christians, we're not immune. We're not immune to this stuff, but we are able to be free. Because we are authorized in the name of Jesus to repent and to, to confess and to, to, to cast out in Jesus' name. We're not immune, but we, we are able to be free. And, that, and that's, that's our joy. These are just some ideas to get you thinking. But, but inviting demons and stuff into your home and life, just don't do that. Thirdly, uh, wounds and trauma from being sinned against. Now, we did talk a little bit about this last week. But so many of the ways that people might have open doors to demonization in their life is either due to major naivety or, in this case, simply things that aren't their fault, things that have happened to them, right? Being a victim of of any kind of abuse or or trauma, not your fault, not your fault. And, And yet, praise Jesus, you can be free. And the path that Jesus asks, asks us to walk, no matter how challenging or difficult or painful, is to forgive everyone who sinned against us, to, to trust Jesus, to hand things over to the, to the God who, is, um, who will take revenge and who avenges and who repays, Romans 19, 12, to hand that over to Jesus, but us to forgive, to forgive everyone who sins against us as many times as it takes. And again, that seems challenging and painful, but it's, it's like God knows exactly what our hearts and souls need to not be tormented for the rest of our lives. You talk to someone who can't forgive, you, you listen to their story, and you will hear torment. You will hear torment. And it's, it's true, and it's not their fault, but man, they can be free. They can be free. Anyways, we've talked a lot about that, but that's another way. That's another way. Fourthly, breaking any of the commands of God, you or your ancestors. Now, as you all remember, you did your homework from this last week. Your, the challenge was to go through the Ten Commandments and just kind of look them over and repent if been off track or, or um, to, you know, or if your ancestors, you know, can confess on behalf of ancestors or whatever. Now, there's other commands in the Bible that are a big deal. Now, I'm, I'm going to just say that we tend to think of 
all or nothing, right? And we think, like, if something's a sin, it's a sin. If it's not a sin, it's not a sin. And we just think that all sins are basically equal. But that's not what the Bible teaches. You go through, they're all evil, and they all cause us to fall short of the glory of God, and they're all in rebellion against God. But some sins have much more severe consequences declared by God than others. And you look in the Old Testament, there's a few sins, not many actually, not as many as you would think, but there's a few sins that carry the death penalty for participating and for practicing the sins. There's not many of them though. There's some that are so severe that they, they just, they carry the death penalty. One of them is witchcraft and anything connected to that. Let me just read Deuteronomy 18. No one among you is to sacrifice his son or daughter in the fire. Practice divination, tell fortunes, interpret omens, practice sorcery, cast spells, consult a medium or a spiritist, or inquire of the dead. Everyone who does these acts is detestable to the Lord. And the Lord your God is driving out the nations before you because of these detestable acts. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Though these nations you are about to drive out, listen to fortune tellers and diviners. The Lord your God has not permitted you to do that this. Again, very few sins in the Old Testament carry the, the death penalty, but anything to do with this kind of spiritual stuff, visiting mediums or spiritists, or it, it was punishable by death. You can, you can follow the King Saul story on that one. Interesting. He goes to see a medium. The next day he attempts suicide. He fails at it. He begs somebody to kill him, right? We absolutely, friends, must have nothing to do with anything spiritual other than God, God alone, my allegiance, our allegiance is to Jesus, to Jesus, Jesus only. We don't want to have anything to do with anything other than, not even a hint of that. Our God is a jealous God with a good holy jealousy. Going to spiritualists, which people in our church have done, going to seances, Anything like palm reading or tarot card reading or reiki healers or Chinese herbalists or witch doctors or fortune tellers or Ouija board or, 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 or anything of that, like have nothing to do, flee, have, no, have nothing to do with the spirituality of demons, have nothing to do with it. If you have flung open, if you've participated in those kinds of things, you have opened doors into your life that need to be closed by repenting, by renouncing that, by, by, um, by seeing whatever might have attached to you from those practices gone in the name of Jesus. This, isn't, this is not a game we're playing here, friends, following Jesus. Like, we're called to actually follow Jesus and obey and walk in his ways. There's not, again, like I said, many commands in the Old Testament that, that carry the death penalty, but there's another one. Again, not many, but there's also adultery. That, like, that hits the top, top, and, and really several, several sin, sexual sins connected outside of marriage. Several of them can carry the death penalty, like top level, top level. Witchcraft, many sexual sins, like the death penalty. King David is, is an example. He, he commits sexual sin with Bathsheba. Look at what happens to the next generation in his family line. 
the, 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 the torment. We're going to talk more about that next week because there's actually a curse placed on him over this, over this issue. You know, when I look at the commands of God in, in the Old Testament and re read through it, as we do as a church every year, we're reading through all this stuff. You ever think that maybe God didn't give us all these commands to annoy us? To just keep us from having fun or, or whatever, to limit us? Do you, do you think that maybe God knew exactly how the universe he created works? That maybe God knows exactly how the, the spiritual realities connected to our behaviors and actions and what we do works. And so he gave us these, these commands and these, these directions to protect us. Because he loves us for our good. He gives us an, a path to walk that is good and right and, and, and good for us. It's like he loves you and he, he wants good things for you. And so he gives you very helpful directions to keep you from being harassed and tormented. God is so good. Again, I hope you can keep seeing the key of life is so much about Jesus, only Jesus, following Jesus, obeying Jesus. The fifth one, which we're not going to be able to talk about today, is uh, curses. And, and, and that, that topic is so big that we're going to spend next week on it. And people will say, can Christians be cursed? And I'll say, yes, we are. Like, I am. Like, we all carry a, a curse. At least one. Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 3 carries all the way into Revelation chapter 20, 1, 22. Like, like, so it, it now it's just an issue of in what ways, what kinds, and, and, and how that affects us sort of a thing. But we'll, again, we'll talk about that next week. Um, but I, but I, what I want to do today is I want to tell you a, give you an example of a curse that has been uh, here in Scotland, and it's, it's 500 years old. It's the longest old curse known. It was a, it's super long. It's written, it's over a thousand words long, and, and it, it's just so extended, and it applies to 75 different clans in, in Scotland and, and the descendants of people from these, these clans. But I'm going to give this, I'm going to tell you this story today as an example, as an example, because I'm, I, I have homework for you this week as a people. Um, I mean a challenge, right? A homework challenge. This is, this is the challenge. I'll give you the challenge before I tell you the story. This week, I, I want you to, like, discover, research. Are there any known curse stories in your family history? Or any known, like, demon gods you or your ancestors worshipped or that you were dedicated to? You're basically like, is there anything that I'm aware of or that I can discover in my background that I might need, that it might benefit from in a good way, being, being rid of in my life, repented, renounced, rejected in my life, so that I can experience more freedom in, in my life and my story? I don't, I don't know all the stories, all the paths, all the journeys you're on, but you might want to go to your grandparent or whatever and be like, are there any weird Family stories out there. Oh, yeah, you know, great-grandpa so-and-so, this gypsy came to the door and asked for stuff, and they said no and placed a curse, and, you know, we haven't thought anything of it. Ha, 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 no, not ha, ha, ha. Like, like, what are those kind of family stories out there? Or maybe, maybe um, curses connected to, oh, our family used to worship this other, you know, Hindu god or African something or whatever. Uh, Freemasonry in your background. Or, orange order in your background, just, just things like that. Like just research different ways that your family might have been, been impacted. You know, a lot of missionaries 
They, they assume they're immune and they come back broken because they've dealt with spiritual realities that they, they didn't believe in. And so they, they find themselves, you know, serving Jesus and, and, and broken by curses, by, by witch doctors and shamans or whatever that they just didn't pay any mind to. But their lives and their families are greatly impacted by that. And they still, they just, they don't realize. They don't, they don't realize the spiritual stuff is really real. And we're not immune, but we can be free. So anyway, again, stories like that, that's, that's kind of your, your, your homework. And the reason for that homework is because we care and you know what, we could just pretend this stuff didn't, wasn't real and let everybody continue on carrying whatever they want to carry. But we, I want things to go great for you. I, I want any harassment you might be experiencing in your life gone forever in the name of Jesus. I don't want you to be tormented by things that you don't need to be tormented by. If we can, if we can see you set free of anything like that. And I want you to be ready with alert eyes to know how to help other people be free. Again, this, this is real, and it's so good. I don't want anybody spooked. I want people smart. I want us to alert. I want us aware so that we know how to walk towards better and freedom together. Anyway, so I'm going to tell you a story here, and it affects people with only these last names in their backgrounds. There's a list of names on the, on the screen there. Now, these are, the, um, the, these are the, the clans connected to the Scottish border reavers. Now, if you have one of these last names yourself or like your great-grandma, anybody in your blood descendants, like your mom's maiden name or your great-granny's maiden name or something like this, probably likely you're descended from border, Scottish border reavers. Now, in, in 1525, Gavin Dunbar, the Archbishop of Glasgow, right here at the cathedral, issued, wrote and issued and had proclaimed this devastating curse that was applied to the Scottish border reavers and all their descendants forever. It's decimating. Uh, so again, this is nothing to, if, if, this is not anything I want to freak anybody out about, but again, be wise and, and you know, get prayer, right? Let's see this curse broken in the name of Jesus. Here's the story. From the 1200s to the 1500s, the Scottish border reavers dominated the, Scottish, the Scotland borders. Right? They, they, they were north of England and south of Scotland, kind of Hadrian's Wall area, and they, they could not be stopped. The Scottish army couldn't stop them, the English army couldn't stop them, and they were thieves, and they were murdering, they were looting, they were, they were just, they, they were just dominant, they were like inland Vikings, right? Inland Vikings, they were just dominating for centuries, for hundreds of years, uh, burning stuff, robbery thefts, all that kind of stuff. Again, they were so fierce that, that none of the armies could stop them. So finally, after hundreds of years, centuries of this, leadership in Scotland got together and they came to the Glasgow, um, the Glasgow Cathedral here. And they met with Gavin Dunbar, who at the time was the archbishop, and, and had him draft up a curse over the Scottish reavers and their descendants. There's a stone in Carlisle that has some of the words of it on, uh, engraved on it, 300 and some words of, of the curse on it. Um, but what is cursed? Okay, everything. But here's just some of the things. I don't have time to read all the things. But it's basically every part of the body is cursed. So eyes, mouth, tongue, nose, shoulder, breast, heart, skull, stomach, back, womb, the ability to have children, arms, legs, hands, feet. It says every part of the body from the top of the head to the sole of the feet. So basically every part, every, everything. 
And again, this is one of the most, this is the most complete curse, ancient curse ever, ever discovered. And then every aspect of their lives is cursed. They're going, they're riding, they're standing, they're sitting, they're eating, they're drinking, they're walking, they're sleeping, their homes are cursed, their wives and children are cursed, all their resources and money and supplies are cursed, as well as their ability to make money and keep money. Their food is cursed, their animals are cursed, their livelihood is cursed, their fields are cursed. Uh, it says their possessions and houses that are necessary for their sustenance and welfare are cursed. You're getting it, right? It, it's, it's so complete. It's, it's over every part of the body, from health, reproduction, every aspect of life, home, happiness, marriage, work, income, everything. Now, just a note on, on curses. A curse doesn't mean that you're going to be impacted by all the things. But it does mean that you have a wide open door for the enemy to come in and, and harass you in, in a certain area. And, and maybe some descendants will have different aspects of a curse. Maybe some will have monetary issues, some will have health issues, some will have reproductive issues, whatever the case may be. But yeah, a curse at a minimum means that the door is wide open for the enemy to, to harass you. And usually it's pretty subtle because they don't want to be found out. And, you know, the enemy kind of waits for an opportune time. So Gavin Dunbar here, Glasgow here, wrote this curse. He had it declared in every church in the Scottish border region. They laughed at him. And within 90 years, the Scottish border, borders, reavers are slaughtered. They're scattered around the world. They're decimated. They're destroyed. They're disbanded forever. To this day, you find descendants of them in Australia and in uh, Canada and, and around the world um, impacted, decimated by these um, wide variety of issues connected to this curse that's basically 500 years old, 498 years old, I guess. Now, if you're thinking, okay, shoot, my, my name's on that list, I'm kind of freaking out here, I'm kind of freaking out, um, you might be on the verge of a great moment. You know, our prayer team would love to pray for you about this and just kind of finish that, break that off in the name of Jesus uh, they, they have some directions about there about how to do that, how to work people through renouncing that curse, breaking that curse, and being healed from anything that might be connected to that. But you don't have to feel any pressure to do anything today about this. You can go home, you can research this, you can look it up, you can pray about it, you can, you can kind of take your own journey on that. But if you want to do stuff about it today, we'd be happy to pray for you. If you want to wait and come back next week, fine. Um, that, that, there's an opportunity there, but again, you can, you can decide what path you want to walk there. I, I know that most of you would rather just kind of go home and look it up online and just kind of deal with this yourself uh, alone. But as we talked about last week, there's no examples in the Bible of this kind of freedom alone. It's, it's so, much, so much connected to togetherness, family of God, people saying, get out in the name of Jesus, not self-deliverance. It's so much more of a team, team effort there. I really don't want people to be spooked unless you're wholly spooked. I, I, want, I don't mind unsettled if you're like, I want, to, I want to get settled and I want prayer ministry. Ultimately, all I want is people to walk in the joy and the freedom possible in Jesus. And if there's anything holding anybody back, to get prayed for and to walk forward in, in, in joy and victory. I want people to follow Jesus and Jesus alone, and I don't want anyone to be needlessly harassed. Isn't that what all of us want for everyone? Yeah. 
prayer team, I just encourage you, if you're praying for people, take your time. Take your time. You, you, you might just get this one opportunity to pray for that person. Take it. And, and as, as long as is needed to just really help that person walk through to, to freedom, whether it's Gavin Dunbar, monition of cursing, or whether it's, or whether it's just any, anything that you're doing with, with people who are troubled about stories from their, their life and things that they want freedom from. Okay, your homework. Your homework was go back and, you know, try and find out any stories just so that it'll, it'll help you know, okay, I'm going to pursue prayer ministry for this over the next couple weeks. I'm going to see these things broken off, see these things canceled in the name of Jesus. Yeah, walking this journey, and even if you find yourself getting prayed for for some things, it will help you, it'll help equip you. Thank you, Fiona. It'll help equip you to bring freedom to other people as you experience it yourself. It's going to be great. All right, friends, let me pray. Let me pray for us. I know that was heavy, but it was heavy goodness. Some, Jesus, ah, your word and your clarity has a spectacular sympathy, or simplicity to it. Follow you and you alone. God, grant us hearts that are obsessed with you and you alone. And Jesus, I thank you for your mercy and that, that, that in our generation you continue to, to care and to love us. I pray that if there's things that need to be um, identified in our hearts and lives, obedience issues or ways that we could experience more freedom as a people, bring those to light so that we don't needlessly have to um, see, see our lives blown up in, in different ways. We love you. We thank you for your revelation. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your word. What a treasure your Bible is. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.